0: well good morning everybody how y'all doing Good guys. man oh man i'm so glad to see you guys t- here today on 2019 d-day what's up dads how y'all doing All right. see there's not a lot of cheering because you're tired aren't you you're just like bro i'm not even sure i want to be here i'm just just move on son move on okay I'm glad you're here. Kick back and relax. Tell your, your significant other or one of your kids or whatever to go get you some more coffee and just serve you today, all right? So that's from your pastor. All right. Um, hey, I my name's Craig. I am the pastor here, and uh, I'm excited to be here today. We're going to continue our series. Before we do that, let me tell you, tell you about one little fun thing we're doing here this summer. We are, South Point is 13 years old. That's not the fun part. Um, we're 13 years old. Okay, yeah, okay. We're 13 years old. That's really not what I was going to say. We're 13 years old, and uh, we're going to rebrand our church. We're rebranding what we're doing. Not the name, but the look and the feel and the colors and all that stuff. And so we were talking about this, and we just wanted to see what kind of talent is in the house. So if you want to be a part of that logo redesign, then here's what you can do. You can jump on the website, southpoint.tv, and at the bottom there's a little button that that says logo redesign. Logo Challenge or something like that, and uh, you can click on that, and there's the guidelines for that, and it'll just be a fun time seeing what is in the house, okay? So if you think, "Oh, I got some talent, I want to draw you something, all right, baby, just click on, jump on there and click away and draw to your heart's content, okay? Now, today is Father's Day, and ironically, we're still in this series called Stuff My Dad Says, because how many know dads say a lot of stuff? We do, we do, we do, and uh, let, me just, let me just say this, Okay as a pastor, as for the dads, and not just dads, but the men in the house, I'm very proud of you guys. There has been a surge in a good way of men standing up at South Point and being the spiritual leaders of your home. Um, We did the men's conference this year and just have seen this wave of men stepping into the good things of God and leading their families, and I'm proud of you, man. I I really am. Um, Just looking at Just looking at, and I wasn't going to say that depending on the attendance right here, um, but when you just look around, Father's Day for South Point is historically one of the lowest attended Sundays. Did you know that? Because most dads, what do you want to do? It's your day. I want to drink beer and fish and I don't know. Have you rub my my feet, baby? That doesn't all happen. But but um, you know, going to church is not one of those normal things. But I'm just proud of you, men. I, I really am. That you're here today and you're leading your families and that is awesome. And your family should give you a hand. Is just what I'm saying. I told one guy on the way in. I said, "Happy Father's Day," and he paused. He went, "You can't pin that on me." <laughs> Alright, we are looking at different stuff that Dad says, and obviously not our earthly fathers, but we are looking at stuff that our Heavenly Father says, and we've been going through the Bible, and looking at different statements and different advice and different things that Dad says. Today is a little bit different, because we're actually going to look at an Old Testament verse, but it's also a little bit different, because it's not advice from Dad, our Heavenly Father, it's actually a command, okay? So now we've moved into, um, you know, have you ever had your dad tell you, not give you advice, but tell you... No, bro, you need to do this, right? It's not a suggestion to go mow the lawn. It's a commit, mow the lawn, right? Okay, and so that's where we are. And so since our church is in Italy, our, our daughter church is in Naples, Italy, I thought we would look at the only Italian prophet in the Bible, Malachi. So um, if, got, if you want to look in your notes, Malachi, and if it's your first, if, if, you're, like, if you're like not church, right, and you're here, you're, you're thinking right now, there's an Italian prophet in the Bible? No, it's Malachi, okay? He is Hebrew, not Malachi. But anyway, Malachi chapter 1, verse 6. Um, here, here's, God is speaking, and so this is just right off the bat, our father just telling us what's up. And he says this, A son honors his father, and a slave his master. If I am a father, where is the honor due me? If I'm a master, where is the respect due me? Says the Lord, sa- says our dad. It's you priests. Okay, now let me let me just pause right here because now we're in the New Testament, so you need to just understand something. We're in the New Testament, so Jesus did all this great stuff for us, okay, and so we are all priests of the Lord. We're we're a nation of priests now, okay? If you want more teaching on that, come holler at me and we'll we'll talk through that, but I'm just letting you know he's talking to us right now, okay? Every single one of us, not just me or somebody you see with a collar. It's you priests who show contempt for my name. You might want to underline that word contempt. I'm going to explain that in just a second. You show contempt for my name, but you ask, okay, how have we shown contempt for your name? Tell us. Okay, the, the word contempt, it means this. This is just a loose Craig translation. Okay, contempt means to take something that is high and honorable and to lower it, to just make it low, to make it less important. You know what I'm talking about? So something that should be honored and is way up here, we've just lowered it and made it something not that important and not that honorable. And I think you can agree with, if you don't agree with me, I've just seen over the last few years an incredible lowering of the honor of dads, lowering of the honor of fatherhood. And let's be honest, we've seen the lowering of honor everywhere. I mean, in everything. And it's not just, don't just point your finger at the young people. Don't just say, oh, it's them teenagers. They're those hooligans. No, no, no. I think we've all done a really good job of lowering this honor thing. You step on social media. You talk about a dishonoring environment. I read an article the other day on social media, and it was, I'm not going to get into all that, but it was an article about should this flag be raised or that flag be raised or whatever. And I read the article, and actually the article was not informative at all. And so, so then I, I had the bad idea. There was like over 2,000 comments on this article. And I thought, well, maybe they've got some decent information about the article. So bad idea, right? Bad idea. So I started reading these comments, and I, was, I, was, I actually ended up have you ever started reading comments and you get so sucked into it because it's like a soap opera and you're like 800 comments in and you're like, oh my gosh, what am I doing, right? Anybody else, just me? Okay, a, fu- a few of us. So I'm reading these comments and I'm getting sucked in because here's what's happening. I'm realizing nobody is saying anything intelligent at all. And so the one side, no matter which side you agree on or whether you have a side or not or you're in the middle, it's like it doesn't matter because nobody's saying anything constructive. They're only, all they're doing is defending, and I'll put that in air quotes, defending their position by dishonoring the other side. And it just goes back and forth. And so even when Christians got on there, and I'm, I'm glad some Christians got on there, and the, almost all of them would throw a scripture up, and they're like, okay, I'm all about the Bible. Bible's cool, right? That's, but then what they would say after that, it was just like, idiot. Well, why do you have to say, why are you so hateful and dishonoring? Why can't we, why can't, we, I think we just need to go a little more old school with honor. And, and that's really what I want to talk about today is just, what, why have we lost so much honor in our country, in our families, in, in every area? What would happen? I mean, at least riddle me this, Batman. What would happen if kids actually, wait for it, wait for it. What would happen if kids actually started honoring their parents again? What would happen? Wait for it. Wait for it. What would happen if parents started honoring their kids again? Oh, we're real quiet in here. Let's go something we can all just get on the board with. All right OK, okay, let's get it away, further away from home. What would happen if we all start honoring our country again? What would happen if we start honoring our flag again? I mean, come on, anybody in the house. I mean, just what would happen if we start raising this level of honor once again where it needs to be? And the reason we're not is because honor has become this thing, this like, it's kind of like a payphone. How many ever, do you guys remember these payphones? Remember these things where they were these booths? I'm going to just educate some of you people under the age of, I don't know. Me. Okay, so they had these things. They were, they were about the size of this chair, right? And you, you climbed in this, this little booth and closed the door, and there was a phone in there with a big old fat book with everybody in that city's name in it. And you, wait for this, you ready for this? You had to have a quarter to put in there to call somebody. When was the last time you saw a payphone? I guarantee you didn't see one today or this week. They're disap- Slowly, they've disappeared from our landscape, haven't they? And it's kind of like honor. Honor has, it used to be everywhere. You used to not be able to go down the street and on a corner without seeing an honorable act somewhere, some way. But now, all of a sudden, it's disappeared from our landscape. And we need to bring honor back. It is a biblical thing that is so powerful and so necessary, and yet we... we all of us lean into dishonor more than honor every single time. I was at when I was I was 16 years old and uh, I was uh, I went to Joe Louis Arena. I saw a Red Wings hockey game. Some of you don't even know what hockey is. But anyway, went to this hockey game, and I, I remember I was on the back row, and I was 16, and I had a ball cap on, and I had been wearing a ball cap all day, and I actually forgot I had it on my head. I just, you know, you wear it all day. I forgot. And so they start, you know, stand for the, the national anthem, and so I stand, I got my hand over my heart, but I left my cap on. Some strange dude, I don't even know, standing next to me, he just re- didn't even look at me, just reached over, grabbed my hat, took it off, and handed it to me. Now, if that would have happened today, he touched me. Oh my gosh! I have to shoot him, right? <laughs> but back then, it was just—he honestly, what that con- all the way back when I was sixteen, he thought this young man here forgot that he's wearing a cap today. Let me not dishonor what's going on. Let me just remind him he's wearing a cap. And you know what I did? He handed me my cap. I went, "Thank you." Now, play that same situation if that happened today. It would be on the news and somebody would be hurt and dead. What if, what if, riddle me this, Batman, what if we actually brought honor back? (coughs) How important is honor? Okay, can we go on? How important is honor? Malachi 2, so he continues on this story of honor, (coughs) excuse me, and he says this, and now this commandment is for you. Okay, so let me just say, he's still in the concept of, of honor okay we're still in that topic and now this commandment is for you O priest people of South Point if you do not if you don't listen and if you don't take it to heart just real quick those are the two things that help us obey is the first one is listening and taking it to heart action so listening we say things to our kids if you don't you should say this why do I have to do that because I Because I said so, right? That's just obedience. And delayed obedience is still disobedience. Oh, he's shucking the corn today. Come on, somebody. So I just, I said this, so do it. So obedience is just listening to the command and doing it. And then the second thing is, take if you do not take it to heart, or in other words, good obedience is taking it to heart. So in other words, that's submission. Submission is taking it to heart. Not disob. We're obeying. Are, Are you tracking me? Okay. To give honor. So if you don't take it to heart, And you're not going to to give me honor to my name, says the Lord of hosts. Then I will send the curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. And indeed, I have cursed them. What? I know. I start saying curse, and everybody gets really quiet. Like, oh, my God, he said curse. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm going to explain this. And I will curse your blessings. So the very things that that are blessed, okay, I'm a blessed follower of God, mm mm-hmm. What if curses come upon those things? Okay, hold on. And indeed, I have cursed them already because you're not taking it to heart. Now, let me explain this before you freak out. And I'm I'm cursed. I thought I was blessed, but now I'm cursed. I'm headed to hell on Father's Day. Okay, so what he's saying is this. He's saying, listen, honor is a beautiful thing. But if you're not, see, he said the curses already happen. So there is a path of cursed lifestyle, and there is a path of blessed lifestyle. And a lot of times, you find yourself at the fork in the road, and if you choose to dishonor, there is a path that that dishonor will lead you down. Are you tracking with me? It's a choice. Curses are not chasing you down. Jesus Christ died on the cross to set us free from every curse but you can still choose to go back into the things that you, if you want to. Yeah. Yep. That's better preaching than you think it is, right? And so a lot of times people blame what's going on in their lives because of this person or this authority person or this person or this law or this thing. And it's not that. It's you've been so dishonorable for so long. You've chosen a path that is just no longer blessed. You can go to church all day long. You can pray all day long. But if there is not honor in your life, you are choosing a path that you just really don't want to be on. And you can complain about it all day long, but honor is the key that opens the Father's heart and chooses a path of blessing, not cursing. I'll coax a clap out of you on that one because that's, that's better than you think it is. Because have you ever seen somebody complain about where they are and their lifestyle and all that's going on? Yeah. And it's everybody else's fault but their own? Yeah. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, and we're going to talk about this, you back all the way up and they've started dishonoring in their home. Okay, we'll, we'll get there. Okay, okay, okay. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm so excited. Aren't you glad to be here today? Yeah. Woo! Okay, there's two words for dishonor. They're not in your notes, and it really doesn't matter. The Hebrew one is kabod, and the, the Greek one is temeo, and, the, you know, Old Testament, New Testament. They all mean this. That both of them mean this. The word honor. Fill in the blank. It means to have value, worth, or weight. Okay? Weight. Not like, wait a minute, but wait like, girl, you need to go on a diet. Wait, okay? Wait. Um, When we lived in Naples, Florida, um, not Naples, Italy, Naples, Florida, we got blessed now and then. There was this lady who was, she had a little bit more money than everybody else, you know what I'm talking about? And she had this house on this private beach with all this stuff. And so now and then, I think we did it three times, she would give us passes to this private beach. And it was so, I mean, like gorgeous, right? And you didn't have to take anything with you. You could just jump on this little golf cart tram thing and go a half mile through these mangrove trees, and it opened up into this beautiful beach, and I'm like, I want to be rich one day, right? Um, but we got to use her stuff, which is fabulous. So one of the times, this is about our second or third time going out there, where I'm on the little tram, and I'd been used to it before, you know, it, the guy would stop, he was an older guy, he was cool, and he'd give you a little touristy information, you know, like, hey, that's this kind of bird, or that's an alligator, or whatever. And so, this one time, he stops, and I'm actually on, on the golf where I'm riding the back, facing backwards, you know what I'm talking about, I'm, I'm in that seat, and he stops for a while, and I'm like, what is going on? So I turn, I kind of grab the ball, and in the middle of the road is one of the biggest alligators I have ever seen in my entire life. He draped over, the, the cart path was about the size of this rug, and it was like tail on that side and the tip of his nose kind of hanging over here, and he was just sunning himself. He, and the, the driver said, well, that's Big Al. He's the largest alligator here. He's been around here forever. He's virtually harmless, but we're going to stay in the cart right now. I'm like, good call, good call. Um... He said he weighs a little over 400 pounds, and so we're really not going to do anything until he decides to move. So just, just hang on, and we'll, we'll wait on him to make a move. And I'm thinking, well, your next move better be reverse, Captain. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but we sat there for about five or ten minutes, and finally Big Al just decided to just, uh, you know, and crawl off into the, into the stuff. And that's what honor is. See, when you come to honor, it has weight. You can't do the same thing you've always been doing when you come in contact with an honorable moment. You either, you either have to go around it, back up, but if you hit it, let me tell you something. There is weight to it, and honorable moments will change your life one way or the other. Okay? It has weight, and those, those moments are not every single day, every single moment, but there are moments, and you'll know when you get there, it is a heavy It's a weight. Are you tracking with me? Dishonor is the exact opposite. Obviously, dishonor is making something that is supposed to be heavy and important very light and common and not a big deal, and it's just like, whatever, and you're not that important. Have you ever been to a lunch or a coffee with somebody, and the whole time you're talking with them, they're on their phone? Oh, I'm getting ready to get all up in your business. Have you ever been to a coffee meeting or even a lunch with a friend? Or how about dinner with your family? Whatever. And you're talking to maybe it's your spouse or you're talking to a friend or whatever. And they've got their phone, mm hmm. Mm hmm. (laughs) They're laughing, right? Because they're looking at a meme on their phone. But you just told them your father died. And you're like, and they're like, check this out. They're not even listening, right? They're showing you all the stuff on their phone. Anybody, nobody going to raise a hand. Nobody, nobody, right? And, and, and that, that, that's a, let me just say, that's dishonoring to the moment, the time, and the person. We had a guy come and do some work here at the church, do some uh, uh, consulting with us. And he's a very busy guy. He has like over 80 staff. Two different, multiple campuses in two different states, and so he's really busy. He was with us for two days. The entire time he was with us, he never looked at his phone. I never even saw his phone. And at the end of the time, I asked him, I said, "Um, I haven't seen your phone. Do you even have a phone? Are you busy? And he just laughed. He said, of course I have a phone and of course I'm busy but I said I was gonna be here with you and so I'm honoring your time because right now you're the one I'm honoring and when it's time for me to return my texts and my phone calls I will honor their time but right now I have chosen to honor you can I tell you something you know what that made me feel like it was like what what if at dinner today you put your phone down and say I'm honoring you no, I'm not, I'm not gonna show you a funny meme, I'm not gonna read all the text messages from everybody else because they're not near as important as you and I'm honoring you. We bring back honor in the home before we can bring back honor anywhere else. Okay, let me just show you this. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. This is definitely not one of those, you're preaching so good, pastor. This is more like one of those messages like, you suck, pastor. Right, Because nobody wants to do this. It's something that we have, just, it's like a payphone, man. I'm telling you, it's disappearing. Yet, in Scripture, what we've just read, it is getting back to a road of blessings, not cursings. Just saying. All right, so Jesus shows us this whole thing in the New Testament. We're going to go through this real quick. Jesus shows us this example in Mark 6, 1 through 5. He says this, Jesus left that part of the country, okay, and returned with his disciples to Nazareth, back to his hometown for Father's Day. I made that part up. The next Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogue. Many who had heard him were amazed. Now, you can underline this word amazed. This is a different Greek word. This is not amazed like, that was amazing. You're awesome, Jesus. I love you so much. You're my rabbi. No, nope, not that kind. This is more the cynical, sarcastic, like, <laughs> I can't believe he did that. Kind of like when somebody walks in, you're like, <laughs> I can't believe she's wearing that. <laughs> okay, moving right along. And we know that's the definition because of look what happens next. They asked, where did he get all this wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? Then they, they scoffed. They took something that's the Son of God and they made him common and brought him down. They dishonored him. He's just a carpenter, the son of Mary and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon. You notice they list all the sons, all the boys. Why? Because they're just saying, listen, this is the batch he came from. He's just like then, ain't nothing special to be honored in Jesus. And his sisters right, living right there among us, they were deeply Offended. We're going to talk about that in just a second. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. Listen, in this story, get this, God was actually limited by someone's opinion. God was limited by somebody's dishonoring attitude. It became so common. They made Jesus so common. Made sure they grounded him with the whole family and all that. And so it just became something not heavy, not a weight, but something light. And you look at where we live. Do you realize we live in the Bible Belt? There are churches everywhere. Christianity is so common here, right? In fact, there are some churches, and you can go find them, there are churches where their parking lots actually touch. So if you get mad at one pastor, you don't even have to move your car. (laughs) You can just walk over. Welcome to DeSoto County, right? Jesus, the the name Jesus is common. The Bible is common. Going to church on Sunday is common. And I think, honestly, we've made it so common right here in the Bible Belt that it has lost a whole lot of the miraculous God-working power that should be in it. And we've just made it say, oh, okay, it's just, well, we're just going to church. Oh, Jesus just saved me. Really? Oh, I just got baptized. Just? really? Oh, I just got set free from drugs. I just got over an affair. I just, really? Just? You mean the power of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the one who spun the planets into place, put the stars in the sky and did everything, reached down and climbed inside your soul and changed you from the inside out and all you can say is, I just got saved? Really? See, I want to go back to honoring God old school style because there's still miracles I need in my life. And when there's honor there, miracles happen. When there's not honor, then we don't see miracles happen. Just move on, Pastor. Okay, I will. Let me give you two things that cause dishonor. The first one is familiarity. Familiarity causes dishonor. And I'm sure you already have seen the familiar. (laughs) See what I did there? The, the, The root word for familiarity is family, right? It's family. I think one of the most dishonoring places is in our homes. Yeah. We, we talk to people, we talk to our spouse and our kids way nicer in public than we do at home. Listen, this is one of those moments in this message where you just keep your eyes straight ahead. Alright? No elbowing, no poking, no doing this right here. Alright? But that's why you can be, some of you, some of you on the way here. Some of you, it start when you woke up in the morning. This morning, you kicked her or him. Hey, you get up first. No, you get up first. No, I ain't getting up first. I want to sleep three more minutes. Get up first. You're going to make us late, right? And so, oh, is this just my house? My bad. <laughs> All right. So you start fighting before you get out of bed. You have crosswords. It's not really fighting, especially if you've been married longer, right? The longer, when you start out, it's fighting because you want to be right. But then you get older and you ain't got the energy for it, right? <laughs> come on. Come on with somebody. Anybody, anybody? So you so you just got these arguments and it just kind of snowballs and rolls and you're in the car on the way to church and you're yelling, I told you you're gonna be like, well, what do you want for dinner? We wanna honor dad. Oh, I'm ah, saying a few things that I'm not gonna say right here, and you're like, whatever. You pull into the church parking lot, like, those parking lot guys like here, and you're like, son of a right. <laughs> park the car, slam it into park, open the door, hey everybody, yeah. Let me get the door for my wife. Get your sorry tail out of the car. They're looking, right? It's only funny because it's so true, right? All right, so there is more dishonoring that goes on in the house, but here's the truth of the matter. Our kids see that little bit of dishonoring, and then they replicate that. And we wonder why they're dishonorable to other authorities in the community. It's because they've learned it at home. And if we don't start honoring at a high level at home, our kids will not let honor at a high level anywhere else because they're just going to take what they've learned from mom and dad. Trying to help you out, right? Well, I couldn't believe my kid did that. It's just, they're, they just live in a life of dishonor. Move on, pastor. Okay, I'll move on. Here's the second one because the first one was so much fun. Um, offenses cause dishonor. Remember what Jesus said in that scripture that we read, they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Listen, if you're offended at something, you cannot honor something. You can disagree, but you can't honor. If you're offended at the government, you will never honor the government. You can disagree with the government, but you will never be able to honor the government. Okay? Same thing with family and all that. So how do we honor? How do we honor? Yep. Three minutes left. Look at there. Right on time. Three minutes left. How do we honor? Things that dad says, and yes, they go that quick. Some dad advice does. Here's the first one. How do we honor? Dad says honoring begins with my view. My view. God's view. We want to honor people if they deserve it, if we like them, if we agree with them, if we're in the same political party. If we are the same sexual identity, if we are the same color, come on, yep, still all up in your grill. And God says this, Dad says, no, no, we start honoring by viewing them like I view them. Because no matter your color, your race, your, your whatever, it is based on this is my child that I created They might be doing things that is really out of whack and I don't like, but listen, at the core of the whole thing, that's my kid. I want you to honor my kid. You're one of my kids, and they're one of my kids, so let's honor one another. All right? Here's here's the the second one. Dad says honoring is beneficial for you. Sometimes we don't like honoring because it's a little uncomfortable, okay? But so it's beneficial for you. It's like Your parents, if you're a parent, I'm sure you've said this. Come on, you got to eat your vegetables. They're good for you. They're good for you. You might not like them, but they're good for you. Tastes like poo, but they're good for you. Come on. And you're shoving it in there, right? I don't like it. But it's good for you. Good for you. Eat some more. Eat some more. We, We make our kids do things that are not good for them. I mean, we make our kids do things that taste horrible or act, you know, whatever. But we know the long game is it's good for them. And it's the same thing with honor. Sometimes we have to do something that just makes us put the bad taste in our mouth, honor anyway. Honor anyway. It's not always easy, but it is always the best thing. And remember our story about Jesus. When they honored Jesus, miracles happened. I think our city and our county need more God miracles to happen. And one of the ways those God miracles happen is by the people of God stepping up and honoring. It's It's just part of it, it's just part of it. Here's the third one. Here's the third one. Dad says honoring is decided, not deserved. And this one right here, you will be tested in this probably this week. This one right here. This is one of the hardest ones. I actually hate this one. I almost didn't put this one down because I don't want to do it. Okay? Look at look at this scripture. First Peter 2 13. For the Lord's sake, take respect of respect all human authority whether the king whether the king as head of state or the officials he has appointed for the king has sent them to punish those who do wrong I didn't do anything wrong if they said you did you did honor them and to honor those who do right it is God's will I know I can feel it in the room not a popular message but just happens to be in the Bible so let's go with it what do you say for the King has sent them to punish those who do wrong and to honor those who do right. It is God's will that your honorable lives, now watch this, if you're living in honorable lives, then this is, what, this is what your life, it just produces, it should silence those ignorant people. Come on, anybody know any ignorant people? Raise your hand, anybody, me and Lisa, we're the only two people who know ignorant people. Alright, anybody else? I got one over here, two, three, four, ignorant people, any, nobody else knows ignorant people. I will introduce you, to. we will help them, we, I know people, I know people, okay? How do I shut them up? Is it a comment? No, no. Those ignorant people who make foolish accusations and comments against you, for you are free. So don't use your freedom as an excuse to do evil. Respect everyone, even ignorant people. Respect everyone and love your Christian brothers and sisters. Fear God and respect the King. Let me tell you a very quick story. A few weeks ago, several weeks ago, um, the city of South Haven took the skate park from Rascal Road. They, they decided to close it down and, and move it and take it and all that stuff. Um, and one of our churchgoers here, his name's Mike. Mike, um, I'm just calling him out because it's cool like that. Um, Mike got on Facebook and tagged the mayor, Mayor Musselwhite, and said, hey, you took our skate park. We would really like to have it back or, you know, whatever. And the mayor responded, which was cool, okay. And so Mike and the mayor start having this this conversation back and forth. Then people started commenting on this because it's on Facebook, started commenting on that. And the comments were incredibly dishonoring. Let me say it that way, incredibly dishonoring. And I love Mike because Mike was never once dishonoring. See, you can confront someone and have a difficult conversation without being dishonoring. You can do that, it is possible, and I know you can do that because Mike's previous job used to be hurting people for a living, okay? So, um, if you know Mike, you know I'm telling the truth on that, okay? So here's this guy whose life has been completely transformed by the power of Christ, is stepping into a difficult situation and is honoring. He honors the mayor in that conversation, and then he has the guts to, which I don't have this, okay, I usually just delete people. Um, He went back and answered every single comment in an honoring way. People that cussed him out, he honored them back. And because of this whole honoring situation, it opened the door for the city to say, you know what, yes we took the skate park down, but it cost tens of thousands of dollars for the skate park, but we tell you what, we'll give it to South Point Church and you guys can have it and set it up and, and let kids come and skate again. It, it happens because there was an honoring moment that opens a door of blessing, not a door of cursings. And you might say, you're going to set up a skate park at South Point Church and all those hooligans are going to come? Yes, yes we are. And here's what we're going to do. Why are you still know if I want to be a part of that? Okay, that's all right. Like I said, there's a lot of church parking lots that actually touch. <laughs> and you can just park your car once and walk into what we're going to do, are we going to set up? Yes. Is it going to be in the skating rink or in the parking lot? We're still working that out. we got to raise a little bit of money, but here's the deal. We're going to let them come for free. And what's going to happen? Well, Will there be problems? Absolutely. Will there be a little bit of trouble? Absolutely. But you know what's going to happen? We're going to step in like Jesus Christ and we're going to honor people and honor where they are and honor that they are a child of the King and they just need to be told that they're the child of the King. Right, does that make sense? If we always just take the easy road, that's not the Christian road. That's not what Jesus did. So I'm really excited about that, and it all came about because of one man stepping in and honoring where nobody else did. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? Will you you take a minute and pray with me? Heavenly Father, I love you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for this, this one word of honor. I thank you for the power of honor. And, Lord, I know sometimes we overlook it. It really is like a phone booth, and we just, oh, man, we just go a totally different direction. But, Father, I just ask that today, I ask that today, you give us this this week, today and this week, you give us moments to honor. Father, that we will feel the weight of the situation, whether it be on Facebook or in person, whether it's on Instagram or Snapchat. Father, let there, be a, let there be a weight. Let us feel it and let us step in as Jesus Christ has taught us and let us honor, 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 honor up, honor down, honor all around, honor everywhere. Father, let there be an honor that propels us to the path of blessing because your blessings chase us down, but the curses, they don't. You've redeemed us. Let us not choose that path. We choose you. We love you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Love you all immensely. Thank you so much for coming today. Stand with me and we will, I'm going to say the benediction and we'll we'll jet. But if you need prayer for anything today, if there's anything that you're, Struggling with in your heart or in your soul space, and you're just like, man, I don't know what that is or what's going on. Listen, there's people down front on both sides that would love to pray with you and connect with you. And then also, if you want, if you're a follower of Christ and you want to take communion today, there's communion elements down front on both sides that they would be more than happy to to let you do that. Maybe today Father's Day, you want to bring your family down and, and take communion together. That'd be that would be totally awesome and cool. All right. I love you all very much. I'm looking forward to the worship day, last day of July, last Sunday of July. It's going to be awesome. Bring somebody with you. Yes, the kids will be in the kids area. Yes, we're hiring workers, so they're just going to party and have fun. And then all the adults will be in here, and it'll just going to be a packed house. We'll have an overflow room and all that good stuff. But just come ready to party hearty. All right. Let me pray the benediction. We'll jet out of here, Lord. We love you so much, Father. We just ask right now that the words of our mouth, the meditations in our heart. Lord, they'll be acceptable in your sight. You're our Lord, our strength, and our Redeemer. In Christ's name, amen. Happy Father's Day, y'all.